Hello, and welcome back to the Circling Shadow Sports Podcast, where we will mostly circle the Seattle area, as well as the entire nation of the United States, to give my own personal take on baseball, basketball, football, and soccer, while making my own statements that have been backed by facts and stats, as well as try to target both diehard and casual fans. I am your host, Charles Hamaker. Today, I focus on the huge Monday night victory over the Niners that took place last night, and why, despite his subpar performance during the game, Russell Wilson is still your clear MVP and the best player in the league at this point in the season. going to give some background information in order to set up for my recap here just so that we all know what happened last night as well as what was at stake and to fill you in on some of the facts that you may not have known going into the game as we always do here after a Seahawks game on this podcast. Going into this game the Seahawks were facing a daunting task having to defeat the undefeated Santa Clara 49ers on the road and no, I do not consider them the San Francisco 49ers anymore simply because they play in that trash heap of a stadium that is located in Santa Clara. It would like calling the Seahawks the Seattle Seahawks if they played in Tacoma. It just doesn't work. Going in with a defense that had given up 460 yards through the air to a washed-up 38-year-old perennial backup quarterback in Matt Schaub, and also giving up 335 to the incredibly turnover-prone league turnover leader Jameis Winston. This defense had not been able to generate much of a pass rush at all and was facing some on-and-off injuries to starting safeties Bradley McDougald and Tedrick Thompson, Thompson, who had been vastly underperforming for being a starter in his time. Delano Hill was a guy that had been shuffled in and out of the lineup but still was a starting corner at the time, as well as starting cornerback Trey Flowers. Needless to say, this defense was not giving the offensive side of the ball much help going into this game this season, which was going to be the biggest game of the season. One that would have massive, incredible playoff division and seating implications, as well as have an effect on what was going on to the team and to the overall situation of the playoffs down the final stretch that could potentially include a tight race for the division with this Niners team. The Seahawks offense was going into this game with an offensive line that was ranked an incredible 27th in offensive line pass blocking efficiency by a pro football focus. And without starter Justin Britt at center, Will Disley at tight end, backup guard Ethan Pochich, and another starting tight end in Ed Dixon. The Seahawks would need some of their backup players at those positions to really step up and provide some sort of spark in order to compensate for those losses. I got a bad feeling about this. Before I go ahead and get more into this game here, we're going to pause to identify and thank our sponsor, Buffalo Wild Wings. Randy612 writes, if you like boneless wings, you dirty. Thanks for the input, Rand man. But B-Dubs completely reinvented their boneless wings. First, they packed it with so much meat. Vegans are writing letters, and I've got the meat sweats. Then they marinated them until they're so juicy it doesn't make sense anymore. Hey, poster boy, your basement isn't going anywhere. So get to B-Dubs for the new boneless wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! 
going up against a team that many around the National Football League, whether it be staff members of other teams, analysts, or fans, said was the best team in the National Football League, Russell Carrington Wilson, I say his name, middle name only for emphasis, just a heads up, did not go out and put up 400-plus yards and 4-plus touchdowns. He did not light up the scoreboard or blow this Niners team out on their home field. What he did do, though, was once again prove his worth to this team and his franchise, and for the 10th week in a row, prove that he is the NFL's most valuable player if we are going off a flaff, off a value, that is, and not flashy highlights. And I'll get more into that later here. The defense was a side of the ball that proved to be spectacular for these Seahawks under the primetime lights. Led by Jadavian Clowney in his first year for these Seahawks, this defense stepped up and played at a level that we have not seen all season. There were huge contributions all over the defense from the defensive line with John Reed, Puna Ford, and Clowney obviously making huge plays and playing great throughout the game while helping stop that impressive run game for the Niners that has helped sort of set up their passing game with Jimmy Garoppolo, as well as disrupting one of the league's golden boys in Garoppolo. Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright at the second level having to deal with covering in a way of the array of weapons that their rivals have on offense. And big plays from guys in the secondary, such as Quandre Diggs, who was playing his first game as a Seahawk, got an interception, and Shaquille Griffin making huge plays throughout the game. What Wilson did do for the rest of the game included driving the Seahawks down the field with a minute 45 left in the fourth to go up on the undefeated Niners 24-21 against the Santa Clara defense that has allowed the second lowest amount of points in the league, the second-ranked defense in the league according to Pro Football Focus with a roster of players that includes all-pro cornerback Richard Sherman, the leading defensive rookie of the year and potential defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa, an incredible rest of the D-line with first-round picks all over it in in DeForest Buckner, Arik Armstead, and Solomon Thomas, and a couple of growing studs in Quan Williams and Jakisi Cart in the secondary. He then went on to lead the game-winning drive to set up the Seahawks in order to help them win a game that they perhaps should not have won in the first place. When a guy shows that sort of mental toughness and unwavering confidence against a team that really was regarded as the best team in the league, bar none, and how this team and that quarterback are still slept on is somewhat ludicrous. To put our primary focus more on that topic, let us take a look at why any sort of argument that anyone besides Russell Carrington Wilson should be even halfway considered to be the National Football League's most valuable player. Looking at Lamar Jackson, someone that has been touted as the most valuable player in this league, looking at his numbers compared to Mr. Wilson's, Russell beats him in completion percentage, passing yards, total yards, yards per attempt, passing touchdowns, interceptions thrown, least amount that is, total fantasy points, QB rating, touchdown percentage rate, passer rating, and pro football focus season grade. So whopping 11 things that Russell has over Lamar. All Lamar has him beat in would be rushing yards and rushing touchdowns.
it is incredibly naive and perhaps just simply moronic to believe that Lamar or anyone is playing better or is more valuable to a team at this point of the season than Russell Wilson is to the Seattle Seahawks. Fans of football today, or a large amount of them, see these highlight runs and will immediately slap that MVP sticker on Jackson. I am by no means trying to downplay or demean what Lamar has done this season. This man is really on quite a tear. But his stats this year are similar to that of Tyrod Taylor in 2016. Some of you guys may not even know who Tyrod Taylor is. He is currently a backup for Phillip Rivers and the LA Chargers. And Phillip, who happened to throw a whopping four interceptions last night against a battered Chiefs defense. So our friend Tyrod might get his chance once again, but it's just not a good luck to be compared to that sort of season. The same sort of underappreciation for Wilson and his talent and success has gone on for his entire career, but it has been become glaringly obvious throughout the season as well. Earlier in the season, dull-minded fans of the league saw Christian McCaffrey get incredible blocks from his line and his big runs and thought he was the clear and obvious MVP choice and that he should practically be crowned in the moment. It is a long and hard season, folks, and since that period of time, the Panthers have only won one in their last four and are now a whopping 5-5 five and five. during Week 7 and 8. Aaron Rodgers had field days against two lackluster passing defenses, and the simpleton fans of the league oohed and awed. The MVP, they said, he then went on to lose to a Chargers team that very well could be winless and is also third. They're also third in their respective division. These guys have been like flashes in the pan with their performances throughout the season. With some of the league stars having these incredible games prepared to the season, it's ridiculous to think that anybody this year is having more of a complete season than Russell Carrington Wilson. Russell, last name Russell. Anthony McCoy. Russell Wilson. Russell, yes. last name. Golden Tate. Oh, Wilson. no, I always shudder when I see him catching a pass. Three Russell Wilson. It is moronic and just flat-out dumb to see someone perform incredibly for a week or two and then decide that they are instantly better than someone who has produced remarkable numbers for the entirety of the season. An example of this would be when the New England Patriots took on the Indianapolis Colts in their game on November 16, 2014. Jonas Gray ran for 199 yards, four touchdowns, which is a franchise record, on 38 carries. He then only logged 91 total yards after that game and was recorded as inactive for the four of the Patriots' nine games in that season, including a certain Super Bowl 49 that I do not wish to go into more detail on, for obvious reasons, if you know what I'm talking about. He was later released and has not been on an active roster since the year 2016. I could go into more details about guys like this, a certain Matt Flynn, former Seahawk, rings a bell, but my point is made, and I have spoken. 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 To sort of end and wrap up my Russell Wilson propaganda campaign in this episode, I will just state it again. 
it is silly and perhaps moronic to logically look at everything that has occurred this season to this point and then to come to the conclusion that anyone that is not named Russell Carrington Wilson is the most valuable player of the National Football League to this point. If you are a simple-minded person that loves some flashy and quick highlights, sure, you know, go ahead and take Lamar. And, you know, maybe in the next week, a guy will have a good week or two, and then you can crown them your most valuable player. Go ahead, you know. But if you want to have any sort of educated outlook going forward about the NFL and the discussion of MVP, look at the numbers. This was the impact that the person has on this the team that they're on. And in particular, this man from the University of Wisconsin has had on this team this year and this franchise. Don't be a fool. It's Russ. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. Looking ahead here, our Seahawks take on the Philadelphia Eagles with a 10 a.m. Pacific start time this Sunday. And with the pace that the 49ers have been at, they will effectively need to win out in order to win the division. The Washington Huskies football team takes on a rugged Colorado Buffaloes at 10 at 7 p.m. Pacific time on the Saturday prior. My apologies. With a flurry of UW men and women's basketball games taking place this weekend as well. This time of the year is always my favorite for sports because you get football going on and I mean, I love football from high school to collegiate to professional, so that's always good for me, and I'm always pumped to see what takes place throughout the different taking place from now throughout January. So thank you for listening, and again, here to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I am Charles Hamaker. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you back here next Wednesday. This is not part of my script, but I just wanted to say to those listening, whether it's I sent you this link or you found it or you're my professor, I um, this was part of a project, um, sort of pretty loose. I mean, I tried to do my best here and there, but I kind of wanted to just let it go if I had a mishap here or there, whether I was stuttering or whatever. This is my first time recording a podcast. Um, I do plan on keeping this going. We're right now on the 8th of December here today, so obviously Technically, this wasn't yesterday. All the Seahawks Niners game coming off a rough loss uh, to the Rams, which I'm going to talk about on Wednesday. I'm going to go and record this on a Wednesday and take my notes from the game today. But um, yeah, I kind of wanted to start a podcast because one of my professors, thank you, Dr. McNabb, uh, told me that I should go and make a podcast because she said I had a very conversational type of way of speaking so I wanted to go ahead and do that and when I saw that the pro the uh, project for my writing class thank you professor brooks um had a podcast option I was like you know what maybe this is meant to be so I do plan on continuing this and sort of go reaching out more than just Russell and the Seahawks um looking ahead to the Huskies bowl game the Las Vegas bowl against Boise State, Chris Peterson, revenge game type of thing, um, as well as UW just lost to Gonzaga in men's basketball, which it's always going to be tough playing the Zags. So I do plan on taking on a multitude of things, and I'm just excited to get this going. So thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.